But it's time that I can't use Rosemary on the door In time that I can't use It seems like sage is all the rage With the hippies nowadays But it's fine with wine Rosemary don't mind That time that I can't use I can't use it's time for another edition of Best Buds here on 980 WCAP. We're here to educate and inform you about the cannabis industry in Massachusetts, being brought to you by Treehouse Craft Cannabis, located at 61 Silver Lane in Dracut, just minutes from Routes 93 and 213 right off the highway, closest to most convenient recreational cannabis store to both of those highways, and to Methuen, Dracut, Lowell, and Salem, New Hampshire. For more information, go to treehousema.com. Treehouse Craft Cannabis is a recreational marijuana dispensary rooted in the belief that everyone should choose their own adventure in the stores, and they pride themselves on being informative and not intimidating when it comes to the cannabis industry. So, good afternoon. I'm Gary Francis, and... uh, as you know, we're here every single Friday from 5.35 until 6 o'clock, and then again Monday nights from 7.05 until 7.30 with Best Buds. My guests today are from a company called Green Meadows. They're in Hamilton, Massachusetts, and we have uh, Bob Patton, the uh, co-owner of Green Meadows, and we have uh, Bob Jr., his son, who is the chief marketing manager. Bob? Welcome to 980 WCAP and Best Buds. Gary, for all of us at Green Meadows, thanks for having us. Hey, it's a lovely store and a lovely uh, environment here. Thank you. We are more than happy uh, to have you here. Tell us a little bit about Green Meadows. Well, I'll start it off since I'm the old guy that uh, that was sort of was the, the leading the founding effort. Um, it really began... Um, with my my father and mother, my father we come from a military background. Our family, my father was a retired major general. Uh, after 34 years of service, he he left uh, the military. Sadly, he loved the career. Um, his name was George S. Patton, which might ring a uh, bell with some folks, especially in the Greater Lowell area. Indeed, and his dad was um, was the famous World War II general George S. Patton Jr. Which point being, when my father retired to the lands that uh, had belonged to his father, uh, he looked around and said, "I don't think I'm just going to sit and lo- watch the lawn. I'm going to become a farmer." So he turned what was basically a horse farm north of Boston in Hamilton into an organic produce farm. He built a country store on a country road and really became from this uh, this crusty old you know uh, military you know cavalryman so to speak. Now he has his Carhartt jeans and his John Deere cap, and he was the real deal. He became a farmer, and he passed away from Parkinson's in '04. My mother took it forward, um, his widow, and continued as, as a. Um, uh, community supported agriculture collective, a CSA collective. Uh-huh. And she did that till 2017. And at that point, she looked at the family and I guess me as, as uh, one of the, the responsible siblings and said, what shall we do next? And I said, well, I'm hearing a lot um, from my other siblings about the possibilities of medical cannabis. And her first words, I must say, were over my dead body. But <laughs> we moved forward from that moment and now have taken that story and that ethic that my parents built in this farm, which was First of all, organic, of course, uh, very uh-huh. community-oriented, a lot of charitable work. Made it a real destination for visitors, for veterans groups, and oh. really made it um, something more than just a great company, which it was as well. And we've decided to try to do the same thing in cannabis, starting in medical and now adult use as well. And we're vertically integrated. We grow organically in homage to uh, the past, and of course, uh-huh. we believe in it as well. And we um, uh, have brought it now to Southbridge, which is where our base is now, where we grow and have a dispensary, and now a second dispensary in Fitchburg. 
So sorry yeah. for the long answer, but hopefully that brings you and your listeners up to speed. Definitely. Now, are you a greenhouse uh, grower or are you in the ground? We grow with indoors. indoors. We grow under LED lights um, and we grow a great product, but strictly with organic methods through and through, both on the extraction side and on the grow. We use Korean natural uh, farming methods, just living soil. So the plants really sort of support themselves growing side by side and uh-huh. all of our pest controls are organic. And we're very, very strict about that. And again, talk to anyone in our company and they're almost evangelistic about it. You know, they really believe in it. And certainly we as a family, uh, the patent family do as well. So you're in Southbridge. Yes, sir. Now, are doing any growing or testing back in Hamilton? No, Hamilton, we took the original fields that we had hoped to place a greenhouse on, and uh, once we looked at the community, they weren't quite ready for cannabis Ah, there, may I say, and uh, so we leased the fields to local farmers who now grow there to this day, and a a lot of the acreage as well is open to the public now for hiking. Oh, really? Uh, So go to Hamilton, Massachusetts, the old Green Meadows farm, um, and you can take your family there and camp and hike, and it's a lot of fun. And are there horses still on the farm? Uh, There are horses nearby. There's a lot of people have stayed nearby and they allowed to ride on the property we don't have any there uh, ourselves oh okay i know that's a very nice uh, farm area up in hamilton a friend of mine as a matter of fact one of the new kids on the block uh jonathan knight uh, is out of that area mm-hmm. and uh, he does uh, farm restoration up in that area and all down in this area too sure sure but uh, well as i say we took the values that my parents brought to it, which again, organic farming, community service, make a real good community footprint. You know, are you here just to take or do you want to have a real exchange with the community? And uh-huh. and, and then we've added cannabis to that. And at first people said, oh my God, the patent family and cannabis. But you know what? We, we're very proud of how we grow. We're very proud of the veterans that we both employ and serve. Uh-huh. And um, uh, I think we're almost at 15% of our of our staff at all levels are veterans, uh, men and women. We're very diverse all the way through, but there's nobody better than a veteran on a team because they're collaborative. Sure. They they you know have responsibility they're accountable and they're great folks so we're proud to be one of the many companies that make a priority of that now how large a grow facility do you have and how many employees well we've got our our grow building uh, which also includes our organic manufacturing and processing is about 30,000 square feet our wow. canopy is just under 10,000 okay. um, and uh, we have about 100 employees right now for wow. there and our two dispensaries um, and as I say um, I, I do my best to remember all their names but they, they, <laughs> they do see me coming down the, the hallway and they say there's Bob and hopefully oh, yeah. they have a good feeling about it because I certainly have a good feeling about them now how many members of your family are involved well I'm going to hand it over to one of them right now my son Rob Patton who is our chief marketing officer that can carry on some of the questions and answers that you've got. So here's Rob and take it away, boy. Okay, Rob, how are you? Sure. Hey, Gary. Good. Uh, thank you for, for having us today. Um, so yeah, as Bob mentioned, we're at about 100 employees total right now throughout the company, and uh-huh. that includes the grow, the lab, and the two dispensaries. Uh, and as far as the family members involved, um, so Bob is now, he's gone from CEO to chairman. Um, you know, we, we like to say we kicked him upstairs so we can do less harm. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's been good. And then, uh, so I myself am the chief marketing officer, and then my brother, uh, whose name is Chris Zawaki. He's my half-brother, Bob's stepson. Uh, he's our chief executive officer, officer our CEO. So huh. the, the three of us are kind of the, the day-to-day in the trenches uh, employees. Um, but as a family business, you know, it's, it's a cliche to a degree, but everyone has kind of signed on to join this, this family in this crazy story. Uh-huh. Now, you not only grow, but you also process and manufacture? We do. Yeah. How many products do you have in the line right now? 
So right now, um, so within the grow, we're, we're growing a total of about 32 different strains. Um, okay. So we do flour, we do pre-rolls, we do infused pre-rolls with, with concentrates. Uh, we'd make vaporizers, both distillate vapes with um, botanical terpenes, and then we also do full-spectrum vapes right from the plant, all the, all the cannabinoids and terpenes involved. And then, as I mentioned, some small batch concentrates, things like bubble hash, live rosin from time to time. Uh, but really, flour, pre-rolls, and vapes are kind of the key three. Okay. And uh, what are some of your uh, 32 strains? strains that you grow. So my personal favorite, uh, and I know Ramsey knows it already off the bat as well, and I'll introduce Ramsey here in a second, but there's one called Gummy Buns. Uh, Gummy Buns Mm -hmm. is, yes, it's from a a legendary breeder called Exotic Genetics. Uh, It's a cross of two strains, um, uh, uh, Grease Monkey and Biscotti, and it is just a smooth, velvety, fruity type smoke, uh, and I absolutely love it. So that's, that's my number one. But I mean, we have ones that are crowd pleasers that the whole state knows. Ones like apples and bananas and banana OG, um, chem fuego, double chocolate. But then there's, there's the ones that we've actually grown ourselves. Um, so we actually have our own breeding program in house. Oh, really? So yeah, the, the first one we ever grew, the cultivation team actually lovingly named Bob Patton. Um, we, we changed it before we went to market. Now it's called Amber Waves. Um, okay. It's a cross of Larry Lovestein and East Coast Sour Diesel. Where do um, these names come from? It's, well, it's a lot of R&D, a lot of product testing, and then you come out with something that sounds good at the end of the night. Now, you mentioned a fruity one there, the apple. Yes, apples and bananas. Yeah. Okay. Now, does... Is there a taste of apples and bananas in the smoke? So that that connotation really just depends strain by strain, right? Okay. Um, so, you know, you could have something that, that sounds like the fruitiest name in the world, and it could taste like diesel, right? So ah. they, it really does depend. What about uh, the chocolate ones? Uh, the chocolate ones, so, so double chocolate actually tastes the most like, probably like melon, like cantaloupe, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, but Chem Fuego, as you can imagine, a very kind of gassy, skunky strain. Uh-huh. Uh, Banana OG actually has almost like a cheese scent and, and flavor to it. So again, these are, you know, the, 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 the lineage of all these strains goes back, you know, hundreds of years, if not more. Uh, and there's been a lot of just kind of off the books documentation to keep track of everything. Um, and now, uh, now you've got me interested now. You yeah. mentioned cheesy. Yes. I know there, of course, is uh, infused ice cream. There is. When is someone going to come up with a, uh, an infused cheese? I think it's a fantastic idea. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, Gary's the, the, the 101st employee of Green Meadows now. Uh, no, I, I have not heard of infused cheese. I mean, look, there's there's so many different categories, like every day, right? So there's infused pizzas now. There's yeah. obviously edibles. People know about that. Um, but uh, hot sauces, honey. Um, there's uh, brownies, cookies, cupcakes, seltzers. Sure, yeah, all the yeah. beverages are growing like crazy. So uh, yeah, cheeses sounds great. I know the yeah, the infused pizzas. That's in the sauce right now. So I've heard. I've not uh-huh. had the experience myself but uh yeah sooner or later you can infuse everything at home so yeah sounds good (laughs) sounds good what products now do you uh, actually uh manufacture that are sold here at uh uh, treehouse so uh the treehouse has actually been one of our best partners really from the uh, like when we started selling to the rest of the state back in i want to say february march of last year Uh Um, so they've bought a ton of flour a bunch of different strains um i would have to look i think unicorns is one of the strains that's available here at treehouse and again we've had we've had flour in the form of eighths we've had quarters we've had pre-rolls i think there's a bunch of shake options um one very popular strain has been blueberry muffin um which is uh again smells like you're taking blueberry muffins out of the oven really yes um um, so uh, honestly, uh, I haven't looked at the at the current menu, see what they have in stock right now. Um, but uh, no, they've been one of our best partners, and, and we look forward to continuing to grow with them. All right, you're listening to. 
Best Buds here at 980 WCAP, sponsored by Treehouse Craft Cannabis, located at 61 Silva Lane in Dracut. It is the closest and most convenient recreational cannabis store to Route 93 and 213, just minutes off the highway. You can visit their website, visit treehousema.com. You can call them at 978-971-0420. And uh, you can also listen to the entire series of Best Buds shows by going to their website, and they are uh, posted there as pop. Uh, podcasts. Now, you also have somebody else with you here today. You have uh, Ramsey, who's your director of sales. I'm going to pass this right to him. That's Ramsey Mushabek, who really is uh, such a long uh, and, and deep understanding of cannabis, both its history and its strains and its new sort of iterations and all the rest. But before I do, I'm going to brag about one of our strains just because I think it's so important. It's not a proprietary one, but we grow it, I think, with a special organic touch that brings out its best. Okay. It's called Hell on Wheels. And it's an interesting one. First of all, the name Hell on Wheels, which we did not choose, it is the nickname of the Second Armored Division of the U.S. Army. Ah. And the Second Armored Division is historically the only division in U.S. in the U.S. military to have been commanded by a father and son. And those happen to be George's Patton Jr. and George's Patton Number 4, my dad and grandfather. So when, we, when I saw Hell on Wheels was something we were going to put on the menu. I thought, well, that's kind of a nice coincidence. And then on top of that, it is our, really, I think it's our sort of a wellness or medically inclined strain because it's a one-to-one CBD and THC, which you get that entourage uh-huh. effect and you find that people use it, get those uh, anti-inflammatory, um, somewhat healing effects that go with the CBD as well as whatever they're looking for from THC. And on top of that, if I could say, Gary, it's marketed under what we call our general's aid line which we dedicate 2% of all revenues from that particular line to veteran organizations directly. Ah. And the one that we support primarily is called Stop Soldier Suicide, uh, run by veterans based out of in Worcester. And again, it's anyone can look them up online, dot, uh, stopsoldiersuicide.com. Uh, they're really a fantastic organization, and we're proud to support them through our General's Aid line, and specifically Hell on Wheels. Ah. Now, wasn't that also the name of a John Wayne movie? I wouldn't doubt it. It's such I a think great it, title. I think How it is. How could you leave yeah, it? How could you not is. use it? But I'm going to pass this to Ramsey Mushabek, okay. who, again, uh, is, uh, just has such a deep understanding. And I learn something whenever I hear him talk. And even though he's about a third my age, I'm happy to give it to this <laughs> expert in this field, Ramsey Mushabek. Take it away. You know, it's also interesting, by the way, before we do that, uh, this radio station, WCAP, is owned by a veteran, Colonel Sam Poulton. And uh, we also have a show on Wednesday nights, which is called – help me out with this one, Jim – What's the name of uh, Scott Heider's show? Hidden Battles. Hidden Battles. And he talks uh, about all the different uh, things. People come back from uh, the different... Uh theaters of war with uh, you know with the things issues. to deal with. Yeah, the it's issues. really yeah. interesting and I will say because our family is very involved with various um, uh, PTSD organizations but in our family I've really learned to just say PTS because the disorder is a wrong stigma. It's right. really It's really you know post-traumatic stress. stress. Right. And it can come from many, many things in life as well as uh, combat experiences or military experiences but the disorder is something that I kind of have gotten to reject now so PTS is certainly the issue of, uh, of our time and uh, whatever we can do and whatever uh, that gentleman on his show can do uh, more power to them. So again, uh, uh, with, with no more further ado, Ramsey Mushabek to handle your next questions and All make right. it really technical and hard. I think um, he'll enjoy that. All right. Ramsey, hi. Welcome to uh, Best Buds. Hey, Gary. Thanks for having us. Not a problem. So uh, how long, how'd you get involved with uh, Green Meadows? So I got involved just under two years ago. Um, actually, one of my managers from my previous job um, had uh, moved on to Green Meadows and uh 
shot me a note saying that they were looking for more good people. And, uh, I, I was very intrigued to, to come and interview, um, knowing that, uh, the company is a family owned, uh, operation and that they were uh, growing completely organically and had a, you know, a very, very high standard for quality, which is something that I, I couldn't sacrifice. Uh huh. I see. Okay. So what exactly do you do as director of marketing? So, um, I, or sales I, rather. Um, so, I pretty much build and manage relationships across the state with all of our wholesale partners, people who want to carry our products and ultimately collaborate on, on, uh, on products or, uh, anything cannabis related within the state. So you're kind of a go between, between the stores and the lab and the growers and. Yeah. So I, I definitely give tours and, and have a, a pretty good understanding of what's going on back there. Obviously not down to a scientific level. Sure. But, um, speaking on, on what we do is definitely a huge part of what we do. Um, and, uh, ultimately just spreading the story of, of what, why we're here and why we're in the cannabis space uh-huh. and building relationships that are, you know, founded on, uh, uh, on transparency and, uh, mostly, mostly people who stand behind quality and want to, want to do big things in cannabis. Gary, I'm going to tell a quick story on, on sure. Ramsey because I've accompanied him on, on several of his visits to the dispensary because we like to be real personal. You know, sure. this is us. We're family owned. Yep. We're organic. You can, you can expect great service and great products. But I watched him, I watched him in action and he was uh, showing some of our samples to the, to the buyers in, in, in the store. Uh-huh. And, you know, I've, I've learned a lot about cannabis in, in recent times, but I, not, not to the degree that Rob and, and Ramsey know it. So I'm, I'm telling oh, as I'm chatting, I'm saying, oh, it's great stuff. It's great stuff. And I looked at Ramsey. I said, is it really good? I hope it's really good that we're giving them. And he said, don't worry, Bob. It's really good. And I feel oh, much better. Okay. Cause Ramsey could never, try to BS anybody. So I feel proud if I'm standing next to him and he's really trumpeting our, our, the quality of our products and I feel I can do the same. Now, let me ask you a question, actually, Bob. As you uh, started off in this business, did you have prior experience with cannabis? Not since high school and maybe college and maybe a couple of years after, but in those days, this was uh, you know seeds and stems uh, behind the bar. Sure, you know? exactly. And, uh, yeah. God knows what, what what ingredients were put in it to sort of give it what we felt was uh, some kind of high. You know, God knows. But uh-huh. now, of course, it's it's all tested and we're being organic. We we even taken it to the next level of purity and uh, use what you see on the labeling, what you see, what your aesthetic senses tell you about the cannabis um, are real. And uh, so it was a different time. I mean, I think I think I've heard that in my in my days of really uh, getting into cannabis in the early days, I think it was 4%. Maybe you were lucky to get that kind of a THC content. Uh-huh. Now, of course, we can you know routinely crack 30%. Sure. And, uh, uh, so these are different times, but it's so much better and wiser and smarter, both in terms of social justice and getting rid of the drug wars, which have done nothing but cause pain and, right. and, and, and sort of you know um, disparity of outcomes for different people and different you know identity groups. And we don't like to see that and are glad to be part of yeah. the change there. Um, but for me, it's, it's really... Stepping back, watching my sons and my de facto sons like Ramsey and others yeah. in our company and daughters really take this to the next level of, of what it can be technically. And we've just scratched the surface. One question I like to ask everybody that I meet uh, doing these shows is uh, what industry or what business or what job did you have before you got into this? Now, I know I've met some people here with degrees in oceanography, uh, some with degrees in accounting. It always amazes me, and they end up in this business. In your case, Bob, yourself, uh, what business were you in before you got started in this? Well, I was a writer, actually. I mean, uh, when really? I got out of college, I got I was a journalist, and then I um, uh, partnered with a, a former uh, roommate uh, from college, and we got into some commercial real estate. But um, about, gosh, about 30 years ago, I wrote um, a memoir of, of my family, uh, the Patton family, but really not so much about the famous general, but more more the years of uh, where the family 
family sort of came to America in the 1600s. I had a lot of uh, historical artifacts, a lot of letters. And from that, uh, I built a career and I've published six books with Random House and Pantheon. So I was a novelist and a historian. Um, And I always say I sell just enough books to where my agent returns my call. Um, (laughs) And uh, but nevertheless, uh, that was where I came from. But my sons and who can speak for themselves, Rob and then Chris and uh, my eldest, Tom, who aren't here, but uh, they were very much in the business world. Not so much cannabis, but startups. They were entrepreneurs. Um, my, uh, my eldest, Tom, had been part of taking a company public. So we, we knew how to build a company, or they knew, I should say, how to build a company right. and the work it takes. My God, it is hard. And uh, my hair used to be brown when I started, and now it's <laughs> Snow White. Um, but uh, they really brought the, the business chops. And then the next element is to add the people that know the cannabis and sure. that can integrate both the corporate necessity of building a company and the the more free form is not the right word, but sort of more um, mobile uh, uh, attributes which are required in cannabis, uh, the compliance, the regulation, and of course, the understanding of weed and what it is. Rob can speak for himself and his background. Okay, Rob, you're the uh, chief marketing officer and the co-founder. Yep. So what did you do before you uh, did this? So I was in uh, digital marketing primarily. Um, okay. So I was in a number of different organizations, technology platforms, uh, ad agencies, working with other brands. My, my goal at every company I've ever been at has always been the same, which has been enhance the relationship between a brand and its consumers. Uh-huh. That's essentially what I've been trying to do here at Green Meadows as well, just through a very different medium than digital marketing. Sure. Um, but as, as Bob mentioned, you know, myself, my brothers, um, we had all been a part of companies, startup companies of different sizes whether it was, you know, seven people with, you know, a team out east and a team in Oregon or uh-huh. 1,200 people or anywhere in between. So we knew coming into this five, six years ago now that we knew how to build a business, but we also knew what we didn't know, and that was cannabis, right? right. We knew we didn't know how to grow. We didn't we knew we didn't know how to, you know, extract cannabis oils, that kind of thing. So very early on, our first hires were surrounding ourselves with people that had been in the industry and predominantly the Massachusetts industry. Um, so you look around the ranks of our organization today, and you've got people that were from the early days of Netta, the early days of GTI and, and cultivate before these big multi-state operators came in and took over and, and put a little bit more corporate lens on it. Not to say that we're not corporate, but we provided a, a, a scenario or an outlet for them to do what they wanted to do, chase that dream of being part of a, a startup that also wanted to do things the right way and do them for the right reasons. And so that was what we did. All right. Ram- uh, Ramsey, what did you do before you got into this business? I, I was in college. Oh, uh, really? Well, I had a lot of cannabis experience. Um, I was growing it in my backyard. And, you know, when I went to school, I, my mom made me send her proof of success in my classes for her to water my, my plants. Ah, so you were um, a street pharmacist in those days. <laughs> well, that was just for personal use. I get gotcha, you. I get gotcha. you. No, I actually spent four months after graduating college. Uh, looking for other work and getting fired from a Texas roadhouse uh, before <laughs> before getting my first job in the cannabis space. Uh, my first job was actually with uh, Nature's Remedy uh, Jushi, and I did uh, um, general uh, office assistance work for, for their uh, um, executive headquarters. Okay. And uh, from there, I was sent to cultivation, to retail, assisted with uh, retail work at both their retail stores. And then uh, once my manager left and pulled me out, I was... Uh, I was intrigued by Green Meadows and went there. Sounds good. All right. We've been talking to uh, Ramsey, Director of Sales for uh, uh, Green Meadows. We have also been talking to uh, Bob uh, Patton and to his son, Rob Patton. And uh, we are going to uh, 
say goodnight to you for this uh, particular episode. But uh, don't worry, we're here every Friday starting at 535 and every Monday at 705 for Best Buds, brought to you by the folks at Treehouse Craft Cannabis. Visit treehousema.com, the closest and most convenient recreational cannabis store to Routes 93 and 213 in Drakeit, just off the highway. Don't forget Pepperell opening very soon, and shortly after that, it will be Groton. Treehouse Craft Cannabis and Drake, it is open Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sundays from 10 to 6 for your convenience. And don't forget, this show is brought to you in an effort to educate and inform about the cannabis industry in Massachusetts. I'm Gary Francis. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you again next time on Best Buds. But I don't care no more. I don't care no more. I don't care no more. the hippies nowadays but it's fine with wine rosemary don't mind got time that i can't use i can't use